They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another episode of the 12.15 Club. It is Mario here on the mic, joined by my fellow backroom boys, Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. We're going to be joined by our grill sensei, Chad Ward, just shortly um what a week it was boys i feel like we've been running ever since monday and finally now we're catching our breaths i don't know that i've caught my breath physically or figuratively but uh i'm ready to do this podcast let's rock and roll you you uh you still catching up you think it's been a long one for you especially right uh look i'm not here to complain i have a great job but no it's, it's just there's always a lot of moving pieces on uh super bowl week and uh, certainly this week was was no different except it was weird because you were home so you yeah. weren't like in a hotel room and you didn't give up your normal responsibilities mm-hmm. so you know normally like oh you travel for super bowl week and like that's all you have to worry about and while it's very intense that's all you have to worry about right and then but being yeah. home you still have all kind of your regular life and families and such so um but no it was a it was a great week though i think the shows were awesome mm-hmm. uh, obviously uh, having chad here is uh, always just a uh, christmas treat and uh, so it was great Having done both, would you prefer one or the other as far from a work standpoint? Well, this was far less work than a normal remote uh, Super Bowl. So for the last three or four years, the Super Bowls have been my projects. So mm-hmm. finding a location, building the budget, finding the crew, all the logistics of, of actually executing the production, dealing with art design and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's definitely a lot easier but i def but i also hope that we're on the road uh for all super bowls moving forward yeah i agree dill um well eric this one uh i would imagine was worse though because normally mario doesn't get to go to the super bowls right when they're remote but this was the first one probably in i don't know how many years you actually had to spend up <laughs> close and personal funny. with him yeah it's true mario and he he definitely is uh counting his chickens before the eggs hatch about traveling for future super bowls but um <laughs> yeah i <laughs> didn't no. have to bring this up this is i mean you know i'm in a good mood it's friday like i said i'm finally catching my breath and you're gonna bring this up in front of my face in front of my friend you're embarrassing me in front of chad guys chad knows what's going on <laughs> speaking of chad let's bring our buddy chad warden from trigger as i called him earlier our grill sensei Chad, welcome to the 1215 Club. Hey, guys. Happy to be a part of it, man. Looking forward to today. Chad, I really, we only really brought you on to confirm or deny one thing. Is, how good is Alan's chicken teriyaki? Oh, are you talking about Alan's world-famous chicken? From the Christmas parties. It's, We've it's talked a, about It's amazing. I mean, you know, I, I spot, you know, I have an eye for talent. And when I watched Alan prepare that chicken... I um, mean, I've used this recipe for years, um, but yes, Alan's famous chicken is just as as delicious as Dan says. And Eric, just to again confirm this, Eric had zero part in putting together any of that, right? Uh, he drove me and Alan to the grocery store to get the marinade, I believe. So he, <laughs> he 
He does. He, I don't know if you really call that an assist. Nah. Um. But yeah, it, yeah. That, that was his contribution. This is so fake news, Mario. I've never seen Alan cook anything for the Christmas party. And yes. Alan, listen, Alan gets credit for Meat Fridays, like that's his project. But he doesn't really do anything for the Christmas party. He'll show up and be like, "Hey, what do you guys want to do?" But he doesn't show up until like three, two, three o'clock in the afternoon when everything's set up and cooking. Um. This is fake news, Chad, and you know it, and you're propagating a lie. I'm calling you out on this. Well, maybe I had a couple too many Tito's to the Christmas party. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you did marinate it, Eric. Um, you're the Not one only that, but I got the chicken from a friend who has a commercial account, and you know it. And this is, I'm calling you on this, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yikes. So, yeah. And I sense the tension here. Prove it. So, I guess I should just go ahead and fess up now. <laughs> yes, Eric did get the chicken, Eric did get the marinade. We marinated it together. Eric cooked it, and Alan showed up and hung around the grill at a time that was very advantageous because Dan was hanging out there and just assumed it was Alan's chicken. <laughs> that is a true story. No more propaganda. I'm, I'm coming clean, Eric. I still think that Alan like came with his own set of tongs and was just setting himself up for that moment. Like there's Dan. And then he just pulled him out and he was like, look at me. And you got to bring Alan. a set of tongs to a party. You never know. Especially yeah. if you're Alan. I mean, Chad, that's all we wanted. That's all we wanted you on for today. So just all right, cool, man. That was a long <laughs> flight for one question, but thanks. Chad. Chad, how did, how exactly did um, your, your relationship, the trigger relationship start with the Dan Patrick show and how long has that been existing? one of the guys from Traeger's down visiting and he goes, Hey man, I think we're hiring a director of barbecue marketing. Would you be interested? And I was like, dude, why didn't Denny call me? He's like, I asked Denny and he said, there's no way he could pay you what you're making in the software business. Cause I was pretty fortunate in the software business. And I said, well, you know what? I was like, you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. You know, I'm going to start doing what I love. So I called Denny Bruce the next morning. I said, look, man, I said, I read that job description. He goes, did it sound familiar? He said, I wrote it for you. And I said, no kidding. And he goes, yeah. He said, uh, you understood? I said, yeah. He said, well, why don't you fly out and meet the rest of the team and we'll get it done. So we got it done. I started, I'm closing in on my five-year anniversary as an employee. And I would say maybe two months into it, Denny came to me and goes, dude, I've got a perfect fit thing for you. He's like, uh, we're, we're going to look at advertising on the Dan Patrick show. And I said, okay, I'm 110% in like I've, I love Dan. I've, I've watched him ever since him and Oldman were on sports center together. Like I just love you know, the guy's personality and big fan. He's like, cool. All right. In two weeks, we're going to Milford, Connecticut. We're renting an Airbnb and you got to cook lunch for him and the Danettes. They want to taste the food off the trigger before they sign the deal. And so, man, I get there. We're serving on Friday. I got there Wednesday night, shopped, had a bunch of stuff flown in, prepped all day Thursday, had briskets going all night. And uh, as you know, Dan's agent, kind of came up beforehand and said, uh, you know, Hey guys, look, it's been a long week. Um, you know, Dan, Dan wants to taste the food. He'd love to hang out. Just may not be able to hang out that too long. And I was like, man, that's a challenge. So I get everything done and you guys have had our burn-ins before. They're um, amazing. You know, they're, they're, this week. <laughs> yeah. They're memorable. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to try to see if I can get Dan to stay as long as I can. So I take, I was sitting on a Yeti cooler slicing brisket for the guys as they came up. Um, and I took the burn ends and I hit them in the Yeti cooler that I was sitting on. And, uh, and I kept kind of, as I was getting people's plates done, I kept kind of looking up and Eric actually reminded me yesterday. And I do remember it now. He actually called me out. He's kind of like, Hey, big fella, you got any burn ends? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there may be some around here. Just trying to get done through this. I'm like, damn it. He's going to call my bluff. And um, long story short, 
get up there and I, I look at it and I'm like, all right, man, Dan's about two thirds of the way through his plate. I need to stop and go take those burn ins up to their table. Uh, Cause we had a little sun deck where they were all eating. And so Walter, there's like guys, man, you know, kind of played the dumb redneck card. Like, Oh man, dumb me. I forgot about these burn ins. Oh boy. You know, let me, <laughs> y'all give these a try. These are from the point, you know, they're meat candy. Da, da, da. And Dan had a couple of them and we were talking. He said, Chad, why don't you sit down, man? I want to hear your story. And uh, from there on, man, it's been, you know, obviously Dan and the Danettes, you know, really enjoyed that get together. They loved the brand and uh, shoot, you know, that was, you know, four years ago now. And, you know, right now, you know, me and Dan were talking today, you know, we're going to c- extend the relationship and keep on going, man. It's, it's been an amazing thing for Traeger and just one of those organic partnerships that, that makes sense. You know, you guys love our product and we love y'all and, and uh, both help each other out. You've been on uh, uh, Eric. I was about to be very offended. Um, Chad, it's funny too, because if, so first of all, I do think that that whole setup was just an opportunity for us to get a free meal. Um, <laughs> and I think that we had already signed the deal. But, anyways, thanks for coming out and doing the show. Um, no, I and mean, I think the next day you were on the show too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but then, so we signed the deal, right? And then, so you guys sent us and our old studio, and Chad, you remember this well, we had like a three by three little outdoor patio. And so they sent this grill that's meant to be used on the a tailgater, it's called, as literally meant to be used on the back of a tailgate. And so there was no real specific plan, I don't think, for you know, cooking food on the show, because it really was, it started as a radio buy. So mm-hmm. it was really more just about um, Dan and the guys having the product to be able to speak organically about it, but it wasn't really a visual thing, right? And so but you had this grill. So we started this meat club and like the guys were putting money in to buy meat to cook on Fridays. And then that turned into meat Friday and then the meats, the songs. I mean, it really just took on a life of its own, but yeah, I do still think that first uh, setup was just for a free meal, which was a great meal, by the way. Wait, wait, well, thank you. And, 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 and I don't mind that because, you know, at, at Traeger, you know, it's one of those that we want partnerships where, you like each other. You know what I mean? Where you want to hang out, you want to do those kind of things. So no, that was uh that was awesome. And we don't, we don't mind. I, I, I'm not going to send you a bill for that meal, Eric. We're all good. <laughs> I'm what's I'm what's kidding, been, what's been Traeger's reaction to, because I mean, like you said, it's not really a sponsorship at this point. It's a friendship. It's a partnership and it's yep. up to the meet Friday songs and meet Friday in general. What's been their reaction to, you know, our fans and how much they've embraced the product. Oh man, it, it's amazing how much crossover in this relationship now there is between the Traeger Nation and and you know Dan Dan Patrick show you know fans and fanatics. It you know to me I, when we look at it as a corporation, you know I'm pretty close to it, so I kind of see it all as it's happening and you know, listen to the show every day myself when I can. Um, but you know to others back, you know our, our CEO, our vice presidents, even the you know Dan. Yesterday we've got a new product manager, Alex. Um, listen to Dan as long as he can remember. And I said, Dan, would you mind doing a you know quick 15 second video? Next thing you know, Dan grabs my phone, walks him around the man cave. It's a one minute video. I send it to Alex. Five minutes later, he's like, dude, this is better than the day my firstborn was birthed. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Um, so we, we totally see it. And, and, and the thing that, you know, when, when you look at Trigger, you won't go into a big NFL stadium or anywhere like that and see a, a trigger billboard. That's not the kind of marketers we are. We want to find, you know, a handful of strategic relationships that can organically talk about, have a genuine love and passion for the product and can just organically work it in. 
Um, and, and that's what we have with you guys. You know, there's, like I said, it's a handful of partnerships. We have it with the Dan Patrick show. We have it with Joe Rogan. Um, but we're just not, you know, people that are just going to go out there and, you know, buy a billboard and, and think that's going to get us the impressions. We want th- that. We want not just the personality of the show, but we want the community also. And, you know, by looking you know, at you guys as social chat row, all those things. I mean, there's some really, really huge fans out there. And, and, and it's funny when people recognize me and say, oh, you know, because Dan Forever's called me before I was Chadwick Vaughn, Bozeman, the third <laughs> junior, senior, whatever he wants to call me that time I'm visiting. It was always Traeger Chad. We've got Traeger Chad here. So I've been stopped in airports before and that, hey, man, you're Traeger Chad, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, and it could be people from 18 to 80. You know, you, you guys just have that demographic. You mentioned that, you know, you have all these other partnerships, Joe Rogan. But, I mean, it's only us talking here. Nobody else is really listening. Dan's your favorite, right? Oh, dude, of course. Of course Dan's my favorite. But, uh, but you know, the, the cool thing, too, is, like, being such a fan of Dan. But then, like, on your birthday, Dan mentions it on the show. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. the, he just has a way of being so personal and so real. And, and I always tell everybody, I say, look, you know, if you think you like the Dan Patrick you see on the TV, if you ever get the chance to meet him, you're going to love him 10 times more. He's just a genuine fun dude. Um, you know, there, there's what, what you see on TV is, is what you get more when you meet him in person. And that to me, that, that genuineness, that's uh, you know, you, you, you can't fake that you either have it or you don't. Marv. Yeah, Chad, quick question. Have you ever done a grill master course, like uh, teaching a, a class? And if so, how much are you charging? Because I really need to get a Traeger. And get on the grill. <laughs> so we, we, I, I've probably taught about 5,000 students. So a, a lot of that uh, in-person classes, either at my store or at Traeger, we do a shop class tour all over the country, obviously pre-pandemic. Um, we, we had a full 40, uh, 40 stop tour planned for 2020. Um, obviously we canceled that, you know, in early April and we pivoted actually to zoom classes. So I, I personally, uh, have set up kind of a, a TV studio in a barn where we do trigger kitchen lives. We do classes, we do videos. Um, and so we've started doing those, but I will tell you guys, Marvin, if y'all would like. I will set up and we will, I will do a Zoom class. You guys pick it out for the backroom dudes. Oh, that we'll, we'll, we'll pick a Saturday. You guys give me three or four items you want to learn and uh, we'll do a Zoom. And, and may, maybe what we do, guys, I'm thinking here, it's a Zoom class. Maybe we could do a little bit of a, uh, you know, the 1215 Club podcast. Maybe we have a few lucky people that could join. Ooh, a little uh, merger here. So we're going to do a little simulcast. Eric. Yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I don't trust Chad, though, because the first time that Chad stayed at my house, he, he'll be like, all right, we're doing this class. All right, listen, guys, you got a shipment coming. All of a sudden, he's going to send you a 50-pound pig that needs to be thawed out in 12 <laughs> hours, and you have to put it in your bathtub. So, listen, we don't trust Chad. We love him, but I think this is a setup for him to just sabotage our relationships with our wives. And Eric. Uh, oh, <laughs> Chad, the, the, the one thing I learned about that is never buy a 50-pound pig off of Craigslist. Chad, Eric's on an island by himself. If you want to send me a 50-pound pig, I don't have a wife that's going to give me any problems. Dylan doesn't have Your a wife might. that's going to give him any problems. <laughs> Marv and Eric, if you guys want to stay home because your parent or your wife is going to give you a problem, hey, you guys are on an island. 
<laughs> Dylan. Uh, I mean, I'll take the 50 pound pig, but ideally not from Craigslist. Um, <laughs> but Chad, I've a, I've a sort of a, a, another cooking related question sure. other than aside from obviously, you know, your day to day is pretty heavily entrenched in like barbecue and barbecue adjacent stuff. What's your favorite th- to prepare and or eat? That's like, you know, outside of that, that realm. Outside of the barbecue realm. What is my favorite to prepare or eat? Uh, Andy, Man, I will tell you, pizza probably. Hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things I when when I was competing a lot, you know, when I say a lot, you know, there's 52 weekends in the year, and 30 of those weekends I was on the road uh, cooking barbecue contests, and you know, I, I cooked in about 130 contests in 28 states. But when I cooked locally, I had a deal um, with my local pizzeria that delivered, and the deal was. I, the one in the in competitions you cook chicken ribs pork and brisket and you always have a bunch of leftover pork because you'll cook about you know 40 pounds of pork to put four pounds of pork in the box and so I had a deal with my pizza guy he would always drop off a pie at my house by 9 p.m on a Saturday night that I had a contest and the next morning I would go by his pizza shop and drop off all the leftover pork from the competition. And so his special on Sundays would be whiskey bank competition, pulled pork pizza. So I got my pizza that I really, really wanted because I've been smelling barbecue for two damn days. <laughs> and he would get some of the best pork you can find smoked, ready to go on his pizza. So I would say, and, and, I, and I even like cooking pizza, you know, on the Traeger or, or anything like that. I mean, pizza to me is just another one of those foods. You know, I find myself always around foods that bring people together. So pizza, barbecue, Another one is, I mean, I, I love just Southern food, um, grits, fried chicken, those kind of things. I mean, it's just something that brings people together regardless of race, religion, political views. I mean, those are three foods right there. Everybody can sit around and have a good time. We're being joined by Chad Ward of Traeger. You can find his own line of products on whiskeybentbbqsupply.com. Chad, some of our fans noticed something different about you this time around. <laughs> I know where this is going. And now that I know, you know, when they pointed out to my attention, I was like, yeah, it's true. I'm a little bit disappointed. What's up with the shorts? So the shorts are still in play. So I, I got to thinking back. And if you go back and you can find it on YouTube, if you go back to the first interview I did with Dan on air, mm-hmm. I was about, 140 to 150 pounds heavier than I am right now. Really? Um, so I think when I lost, and don't get me wrong, I still got plenty of onboard insulation. <laughs> I believe when I lost my first coat of onboard insulation, once it gets below about 40, man, and I and I knew we'd be going in and out the whole time. So it's like, man, I can either freeze my ass off in the shorts or just say, look, guys, give me a pass. We just got done with a blizzard. Let me wear jeans this week. <laughs> I promise. Hey, now, if we'd have been in Tampa for the Super Bowl, I'd have been shorts crazy, old boy. But uh, thought thought a little bit smarter in my older age and, uh, and, and a little less onboard insulation. But I love the shorts. And the shorts came about as, you know, I've probably, you know, I've wore loudmouth. I wear Shinesty uh, now, uh, along with some loudmouth. Um, it all came from just one of those that, just kind of wanted to be different and started in competition barbecue, but probably my second year. And, you know, when you go to awards and you get called to the stage and people are like, 
dude, that's badass. Da, da, da. And I had a mentor once that said, always be memorable. Mm-hmm. It's the small things that people remember you by. You know, d- don't be fake or don't be, you know, but, but just if you've got some kind of visual cue or, or, you know, anything like that, you know, it, it never hurts. And so, you know, the, the shorts were just one of those things. I like them. I feel like it's, you know, you guys have been around me enough. I'm yep. pretty loud, have a big personality. And I feel like the, you know, if you've never had a chance to meet me, you kind of look at those shorts and you kind of like, shit, this may be a guy I just want to chat with. It's probably a good time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Was any part of you hesitant to come to uh, Milford given the, the big uh, temperature difference or the, how different the weather is and, you know, where you're from in, in Florida to here? Yeah, you, you know, not really. I like the cold weather. The only thing that concerned me was um, Julie, which if, if, if you guys watch the show, you know, Julie got plenty of props to yeah, this yeah. week and she deserves <laughs> every bit of them. And if you're not doing it already, make sure you're on Instagram. You go follow her uh, at Girl Meets Grill. Just amazing. My number one concern was getting here. Um, you know, and, and thank goodness, you know, one thing we had to do this time we've never had to do before was um, was go get a COVID test. Mm-hmm. And so we we flew in on Saturday. Usually we probably would have flew in on Sunday um, or even maybe Monday because we'd only planned on doing Thursday, Friday for the show. Um, so thank goodness. I mean, Julie was literally on one of the three last planes to leave Chicago before they shut it down because of the storm. Um, so what I was most worried about was both of us getting here. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we did a menu this week and Eric can vouch for this and and Mario, you've seen it on TV, but Eric's seen it on person at the super bowl. Uh This is a menu. That was a deep cut Mario. (laughs) I mean, it's two references that I haven't gone to the super bowl. I get it. I know. (laughs) Um, I mean, I mean, Eric, this is what, what me and Julie put out to the last three days, we usually have a Traeger team of five or six people. It's been insane to watch. Uh, yeah. And I'm, uh, and you wouldn't accept any help either, which, you know, I, I appreciate in some ways, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, you guys were here like 18, 20 hours, just cooking yeah. and prepping it. And again, like you said, normally you guys would have a separate house and you'd have the crew that would be on site and then a separate crew that would be home or doing shopping or doing prep at, at the yeah. Airbnb. So yeah, it's uh, it was incredible to watch this week. Yeah, so so really wasn't too worried. About, I mean, I knew it was going to be cold. The, the one thing you have to, the, that's always the challenge with food is when you have that cold weather, you know, you, you just got to try to, and it makes it a mad rush when we get to, you know, you know, you guys that, that watch the show, you know, we, we're usually that 1140 look in. So we really won't start plating if we're outside until 1128, 1130, and you're trying to plate, you know, six dishes, those kind of things. And so you're wanting that food to be hot. You know, at the same time, guys are going to understand if it's a little bit cool, but we always want to bring our best. So that last 10 minutes, and I'm sure Eric has seen it on the cameras, is like a mad rush. <laughs> Marv. Chad, speaking of you talking about uh, wanting to be memorable, is there a most memorable moment that you can think of uh, when you've done the Super Bowl or Pebble Beach uh, with the Dan Patrick show? I'm not going to tell all the stories. I, I got three, actually, Marvin. I don't know how to, how to rank them. Um, two of them are Pebble Beach ones. You know, some of the funnest times we've had last couple Super Bowls, uh, the last two Pebble Beaches was we said, hey, we would love to do a, a dinner for the Dan Patrick show. And, you know, back then, AT&T folks, just come. We can all hang out. You know, it's a busy week. We'll cook dinner and just it would give us a chance to have a couple of cocktails, eat dinner together and just get to know each other a little bit more. First year we do it at Pebble. I'm sitting back there. I, I think I'm talking to Paulie, and Dan comes walking out, and there's a guy behind him. And I 
And I hear, oh, is that is that Trigger Chad? And I look up and it's Josh Duhamel. And it's like, oh, oh wow, oh crap. All right, so Josh Duhamel's rolling up in this house party. And Dan always asks Dan's like, uh, so so I can invite anybody I'd like to. And it's like, Dan, we're throwing the party for you and and your show and team. Yes, you can invite whoever you'd like. <laughs> and so you know, Dan, he comes by. There's like, I just stumbled across Josh Duhamel. He thought he'd want to come over and eat a little food off the Traeger. And, and me and Josh get to talking this and that. And then. Three weeks later, I've been delivering a grill to his house in L.A., and me and him drink a 30-rack in about a four-hour period on a Friday afternoon. Um, it just uh, You talk about another guy that's cool, that's you know good buddies with Dan, been on the show, fan of the show. Um, Josh is cool. Second one, following your Pebble Beach. We're, I'm, I'm outside finishing up ribs for dinner. Dan calls and goes, so, so it's, it's okay if I bring a guest? And I said, yes, Dan. So, uh, it's okay if you bring a guest. Okay, I'm in, I'm in the car with my guest. I'll see you in about 15 minutes. And, of course, 15 minutes, they get there, and it's him and Darius Rucker. And Darius couldn't have been a nicer, cooler guy to hang out with. And then the third was last year, Miami. We're sitting there on the Friday, and we're putting out the big Friday, you know, t- you know, Super Bowl spread. And I've got my back to the stage, and Julie's actually got her face to the stage, and we're working on opposite sides of the table putting things together and, and, and we're plating. And I said, Oh my God, that sounds like Drew Brees. And Julie looks up and goes, Oh, it is Drew Brees. And I'm like, he wasn't on the guest list today. And so really don't kind of know what happened. We get all the food out. And then Drew came over and could not have been a nicer guy. Must've spent 10, 15 minutes after the show. He's got a Traeger. His dad's got a Traeger. Um, just talking about cooking, talking. I mean, just couldn't be a nicer guy. But off the top of my head, Marvin, I, I know that's a little bit of a long answer, but that's three of my most memorable, uh, you know, times with the show. Chad, you kind of pointed out there. You told the story there where you were kind of sitting with Paulie and you guys were chopping it up before uh, Dumel came up to you. Do you have a favorite, Danette? You know what? I I almost want to say Fritzy just because he gets picked on so damn much. <laughs> Uh, you know, but, but no, I mean, there, there's all like, you know, when I, when I come and visit, um, you know, there's, there's, I kind of like aspects about each of the Danettes, you know, I like, I like talking, you know, I would say Polly and Seton probably enjoy cooking more than any other, the other Danettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoyed chatting food with them. I like talking uh beer with Polly actually got uh, some beer that ship Marvin. Did I get a shipment today this morning? Do you know? If it was labeled beer, then the answer will be no for sure. Yeah, no. It's in the back yeah, of my a, it's uh, a cardboard Jeep box that has yeah. beer right now. If it's in a <laughs> Nissan, then I don't know where it's at. <laughs> no, so so I've uh, I've got a, a, a small minority interest in a brewery in uh Cleveland with one of my best friends I grew up with. And I was actually we, we did a partnership um with the local beer guy, uh the guy that sold beer in the Indian Stadium in Cleveland for 30 years called um Cold Beer Here. And so me and Paulie were talking the other day about beer and I'm like, shoot, man, I need to, I need to uh, get a six pack so I can, I can get it to you. So it's supposed to deliver today. I don't know if it did or not, but if not, he'll get it Monday. Um, but I like talking beer and food with Paulie Seaton. You know, he's just one of those that, you know, you can talk just anything with him and, and he's mm-hmm. got some cooking passion too. And then, uh, McLovin makes me feel like I need to go back and get my masters. And then uh, I just like talking to Fritzy because, you know, he's just Fritzy. He's going to say something quirky and funny and um, just, I, I've got my respect for all of them, but I can't pick a favorite. Yeah, we have, we've had Fritzy on multiple times and Fritzy, like you said, is just Fritzy. And once you get him talking, it's hard to get him to stop. 
Well, and I think too, what's cool is, you know, he's got a very unique job booking the show. Like the amount of agents and personalities he has to talk to, the people he has access to. I mean, not, there, there's a you know a couple of handfuls of people in the in the country that that have that kind of access. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You're from Florida, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Are you a Bucks fan, or you have a rooting interest this weekend at all? I do have a rooting interest. Um, I do I do a lot with uh, Mike Allstott's Family Foundation. Mm-hmm. So Mike does a couple fundraisers every year, and Julie and I cook them and. I donate prizes to him. Traeger donates to him. Uh, Mike's a great guy. Uh, also do a lot with uh, Warrant, Warwick Dunn um, and his, you know, his big charity. Um, actually, we're working on doing we we're working on doing something right before the pandemic with uh, Warwick to help his uh, his you know his charity that builds houses for you know um, for low income families. Uh, Derek Brooks, another great guy. So I, I mean, I know a lot of people from that Bucks last Super Bowl. And uh, and I just you know I would love to see it happen. I'm I'm definitely by no ways predicting it. I mean Kansas City is tough, tough to stop. A lot of weapons there. Their defense seems to be getting stronger each game. Um, but you know I would love it because you know the the Glaziers went and mortgaged the farm for these next two years, this year and next year. Mm-hmm. You know you go out, you get Brady, you get Gronk. Um, we do have some young talent, but I kind of feel like if we don't do it in these next two years. There's not going to be a full rebuild, but there's going to be a simmer down. Plus, yeah. I mean, Bruce Arians, what a great guy. Like last year, I pulled for the Chiefs for one reason, two reasons. I like Mahomes. He's fun to watch, which, by the way, he cooks on a Traeger now also. And Andy Reid. How did you not want Andy Reid to, to win a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about Bruce Arians right now. And, yeah, Andy Reid's got to be the easiest guy to root for of all time. Yeah. I like Arians a lot too, but Andy Reid just – Puts a smile on Dude, your face. I, I met so I met Bruce maybe two weeks after he had signed as the Bucks head coach. We're at All Stots event, and uh, usually on Friday night, it's kind of an auction dinner, you know, at the at, you know big hotel kind of thing. And uh, and so Julie and I are up there chit chatting and um, getting ready to cook the next day, and and walks Bruce Arians, you know, got his got his got his Bruce Arians hat on, and just kind of walks in and like. Not like he owned the place, not like nothing. Just I just have him be the first person he comes over to, and he's like, "Hey man, how you doing?" He's like, "Man, I'm 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 Bruce," and I'm like, "I, I know who you are." It's like, uh, "I'm Chad Ward. I I cook barbecue." <laughs> like, oh, dude, awesome. He's like, "Man, I, I I love steaks. I love I love ribs." Da da da, and just was just that kind of guy that like he never met a stranger. So it, it just made a lasting first impression on me, and I'll always be a big fan of his. And I love the way he likes to throw the ball around. Yeah, no, he's he's we've had him on the show a handful of times recently, and he he's always a fun interview, and he just he seems like a good guy. Marv, all right, so Andy Reid, are you going to his house and cooking him all the cheeseburgers and all the ribs that you want? Because he looks like a man who's who's going to get after it. I, I will tell you that I, I could see Andy Reid having an appreciation for some fine barbecue, and uh, and it would be an honor to go uh, serve up a feast for him after, after this weekend, obviously he's got bigger, bigger fish to fry right now, but it would, uh, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. And I bet that's a guy that could tell some stories too. And I bet he enjoys a, a beverage or two, a bevy or two, a dull oh, bevy for <laughs> sure. And in Kansas city also. Yeah. Yep. Can't beat it. I got two more questions for you before we let you go, Chad, you've been very generous for your time uh, with us this whole entire week. Um, do you have a preference between yesterday you did the Tampa versus Kansas City? Do you have a preference as to which cuisine you enjoy better? 
I, you know, I would say for me, Mario, you know, the, the Tampa cuisine just hits close to home. I mean, born and raised in Lakeland, Florida, which you walk out of my front doorstep and it is a 40 minute drive to Raymond James stadium where they'll play the Super Bowl this weekend. So when it came to what the Florida dishes were, mm-hmm. um, they're all ones that I like. I mean, grouper to me is amazing. And Julie prepared it with that black and Saskatchewan, um, seasoning from Traeger and then, you know, nice pineapple sauce on top. I mean, to me, I would almost say that was the dish of the, the, the week here. Um, you know, there was none of it left. It went first. It went quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the mullet I, I grew up on, and then the uh, Pong Con Lechon sandwich. I mean, I've grown up on Cuban sandwiches, whether it be uh, a roasted pork and onion sandwich like that or the six-foot Cuban we did last year in Miami, which was probably one of the most baller things we've ever done on the Dan Patrick Show. Um, but then Kansas City, I mean, that's where I make my living, right? Yeah. Brisket, burn-ins, and wings. Yep. <laughs> and, and the wings that we did, you know, they're from a, the style of them is from a restaurant called The Peanut. In mm-hmm. Kansas City, and for any of you guys that ever get to Kansas City, you gotta you gotta go to the Peanut. It's an institution. And for anybody else that's going to Kansas City, um, my favorite barbecue place in Kansas City. They got two locations now, hands down, is uh, Rob McGee over at Q39. There's a lot of great barbecue to get in Kansas City, but uh, me and Rob used to run the competition circuit together. He's uh, he was two time uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society Team of the Year. Um, good dude, you know, came from a classically culinary background and then, uh, brought on barbecue and opened a restaurant. So that's my choices. If you do get to Kansas city and eat, but I would say having to pick, I'm going to pick Tampa just cause that's what I was growing up on. But that KC menu is a dang close second. That KC menu. I don't know what beats it. I'm mean, personally just the ribs burn ends, the wings, like you said, man, I don't know. That that's right in my my wheelhouse. Can can we pull the rest of the club real quick and find out what their favorite menu was yesterday? Dill, what was yours? Uh mine is easily Tampa, but that's more. I I love barbecue, but I live I like grouper is one of my favorite fish, and I love like I haven't had mullet in forever. But I, like going down to Florida, growing up, like used to eat fried mullet and stuff all the time. So that's that's sort of a little bit more in my wheelhouse. But I'll take both if I can. Marv, uh, the ribs. Absolutely phenomenal. My favorite thing this week. Also, today, the little footballs. The armadillo. Oh, the armadillo eggs? What, no, the, the, the brownies. Oh, the brownies. The brownies. <laughs> the, the brownies. Oh, the armadillo was phenomenal. Everything was good. There was nothing. The crab dip. Yep. Chef's kiss. Phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to name this episode. It was Julie. <laughs> but Please do. it was it Please was do. so good <laughs> eric i'd say my favorite dish of the week was that fish um but in terms of menu as a whole i would do kansas city over uh tampa bay personally um i love fish but barbecue is uh that's the key to my heart uh, just barbecue, you and me though, chad so. in tampa bay that's it <laughs> that's it the last thing I wanted to get to, Chad, is, you know, we're obviously a bunch of amateurs here. You know, I tried one or two things, a handful of things on the trigger. But what what's a simple recipe that people can put together um, on a trigger or on their own grills at home for Super Bowl? So, man, I would go for Super Bowl. I would go with, I think, a really simple one is pulled pork. So get yourself a pork butt um, from the grocery store. Bring it home. Rinse it off. Minimal trim, you know, make sure there's no bone shards on it. Uh, if there's any excess fat, you know, you can get that off of there. 
um, and then season it up really nice. Um, looking for something, a little bit of salt, a little savory, touch of sweet, and throw it on your grill at around you know 225 to 275 degrees, depending on what you're cooking on. A, a key thing about cooking is is cooking based off of internal temperature of the meat because every animal's lived a different life. Mm. So I like to have an instant read thermometer. Once that pork butt hits about 165, I'm going to wrap it in foil, put about a cup of white grape juice in with it, kind of gives it a little bit of a braising liquid, um, put it back on the grill at 275, and cook it till it hits 200 degrees. When it hits 200 degrees, pull it off, open up that foil, let all that steam come off the foil, and then once you've done that, close it back up, put it in an unlit oven or a dry cooler, let it rest 30 minutes, and then you can pull that pork apart and do whatever you want to do with it. Nachos, quesadillas, uh, pulled pork sandwiches, um, anything like that. So super versatile for Super Bowl, super easy cook. There you got it. Pulled pork. If you're looking for something to make on Sunday, it's pulled pork. Chad, thank you so much. If you guys want to follow Chad, it's Whiskey Bent BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. And you can look at his website, whiskeybintbbqsupply.com. Chad, thank you again for all your time this week, all the good eats. It's been fun. Hey, Mario, thank you guys, too. And then one one last comment I want to make, and guy I want to give kudos to is uh, is Eric. Yeah, I can remember, you know, a little over, you know, more, more than four years ago when we started this. I mean, I think, you know, he was like the assistant to the executive producer. <laughs> and now, I mean, the guy's got a big office, big control room. Um, you know, I mean, hey, I, w- I would trade where I'm at to be Eric Jones any day of the week. You know what I mean? So uh, you guys we make all- sure you're giving the big German all the props you can because <laughs> he's the old boy around here. Believe it. <laughs> he's the elder statesman, as I call him. Absolutely. There you go. Chad, we Thank couldn't you- have done it without you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what Dan tells me. But now that you say it, I really do believe it. <laughs> so, no, thank you guys so much, and also all, all all you guys out there, the listeners of the show, the listeners of the podcast. Uh, thank you for your support of myself and Traeger, and uh, always enjoy being here, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chad. That's all we got this week on the twelve fifteen club. Thank you to our guest Chad from Traeger. Thank you to Dylan, the graphics guy, Marv the Prince, and the elder statesman Eric the Big German. We'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy Super Bowl.